Hey babes, it's the Beauty Mavens, Kristen Daly Veda and Madison Annis. We just wanted to give a huge thank you to all of you who have subscribed and left us a review on our podcast. It seriously means the world to us, so continue to keep sharing it with your friends. We love you guys so much and also wanted to remind you that we have put up our new summit dates. You can go to beautymavenscollective.com to find all the details and we really, really hope to see you there. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Today's guest is the Director of Marketing at Uzum Media, a digital marketing agency that specializes in marketing for beauty schools around the country. After years of working with schools to teach social media and digital marketing best practices, she and the executive team at Uzum founded Beauty as a Business, the first social media marketing curriculum for beauty schools. In 2019, in partnership with Pivot Point International, BAAB, is rolling out to beauty students from California to New Jersey. She studied Arabic in college all four years with a minor in Middle Eastern studies, worked in local news for six years starting when she was 16, and she's been to 30-plus countries with England as her favorite. Please welcome to the podcast, Stephanie Carter. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited, We're excited. to be here. I want to talk about all your travels, but we'll have to talk about that later because <laughs> that sounds amazing. We both love to travel, too. So. Yeah, we do. But I haven't been to England, so... Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Go. I highly recommend. I lived there on and off for, like, uh, basically all of my college years. So, yes, we will definitely have to go get lunch and talk about all the international stuff. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Okay, so give us, like, a little bit of your story, how you got to this point and the position that you're at at this company. Yeah, I mean, the bio really sums it up. I think you did a, a great job of introducing me. Thank you for that. Um, so when I joined Oozel Media, when they interviewed me, they were like, hey, we just want you to know that we really specialize in working with beauty schools. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, I don't come from a beauty background. My mm-hmm. background is journalism. And then I got into marketing. Uh, we kind of joke that journalism is or marketing is where journalism makes money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found myself in marketing. Uh, I went to Oozel. They said, look, we specialize in beauty schools. And I was a little nervous to take the job because I knew that it meant that I would be working with women who look amazing every day (laughs) and I don't really have like much skill at all with my hair and makeup but I am so glad that I took the job I have really come to respect how much um passion there is in the industry it's just been incredible so we started working with beauty schools we were running all of their social media ads doing their organic social media helping them grow in that way and uh owners started calling us and saying look our students need this frankly when they graduate and when they go out um into salons We have salon owners coming to our school and asking if our graduates are learning how to promote themselves on social media because the days of a salon booking your chair for you are gone. Um, And so we went out and we started training in person and we just loved seeing like how excited the students were, how passionate they were when we started talking about the marriage between beauty and social media and how to promote yourselves. And so... uh, 
the problem was was we could we couldn't fly out to a school every day. Right. So we shot the videos to make a social media curriculum that schools can buy for their students to go through while they're in school. And that's really what led us here today is, um, you know, that that venture has shown us just how many people in the beauty industry like yourselves are out there talking about these subjects and trying to help every individual beauty professional understand why social media and digital marketing is a big part of their success in Mm -hmm. the industry now. Uh, So yeah, that's how we got here. Like I said, I'm so excited to connect with you guys and your audience, and I hope that I can share some helpful stuff today. I think you have really helpful stuff. I wish I would have learned any of that in school. We had to figure it all out on our own once once I got out of school, so... It's amazing. How many schools is your curriculum in right now? So right now we're in six or seven schools, and this year we're planning on rolling out to schools around the country. So I think we'd like to be in 20 to 30 by the end of the year. And uh, again, we're just, I've been flying out to, I was in Kansas not too long ago, and I'm booking flights to go out to some schools in New Jersey and Rhode Island. And it's just going to be so exciting to be out with the students again and actually see the curriculum in the wild. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I know we wanted to talk about websites today. Yes. So why would someone in the beauty industry need a website, especially if they're like a solopreneur? Right. On their own. Right. Okay, so every time I speak with students, I always ask who is eventually planning on opening their own salon or spa, some sort of brick and mortar venture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them raise their hands and and immediately immediately at that point, we know, okay, you've got to understand something about websites. Um, now, for the folks who don't raise their hands, some of them ask, like, well, do I still need a website? And here's why I would still encourage an individual in the beauty industry to have a website. Um, I've seen a lot of folks work behind the chair, um, you know, in a spa for years, and they get a lot of good experience and knowledge, and then they want to transition into teaching. Yeah. They want to transition into starting their own beauty company mm-hmm. of some sort. Um, they sort of, they, they want to take their personal brand and elevate it into another sort of money-making venture. And again, at this point, a website is really going to be home base to build that. So even as an individual, not necessarily just as a salon owner or spa owner, um, you need a home base for your personal brand. The other thing that I say about websites is I know a lot of folks in the beauty industry who built their personal brand entirely on Instagram right? or entirely on Facebook or, you know, somewhere um, where I like to remind them that space, your followers are rented essentially right -hmm. right? like they're they don't belong to you um in the way that if you had a website and people were entering in their contact info you would have a database of people that you could take with you and contact and tell about your actually own yes yeah right um if you have everybody on instagram you're kind of at the mercy of mercy of like one algorithm change and something goes wrong or your account gets accidentally deleted and it's like oh no now I have to start from ground zero again yeah things get a lot harder so I I like to say that a website is your little piece of the internet Mm -hmm. it's your home base it's where you can grow so um the first thing that I would recommend for anyone who's considering getting a website is to pick a domain name 
right? You can buy these from like GoDaddy. They can be as little as 10 bucks uh, for uh, the year even. So even if you don't want to build a website today, go get your domain name. Yeah. You're essentially reserving, right, the address that you know you want people to find you at. Yeah. So um, the next thing when you're ready to start getting a website is to think about your hosting. So let's let's think about a website like a house. Your domain is your address, right? This is where people find you. Hosting is your plot of land. This is where your website is actually going to live. And again, this isn't very expensive. It can be as little as 10 bucks a month. Um, you can choose companies like GoDaddy or WP Engine, HostGator. Uh, we personally recommend um, SiteGround. We've really enjoyed hosting with them. And depending on how robust your website is, the price might go up or yeah. down. But for most people, I've seen like 10 bucks a month works pretty well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to probably run into some other things like getting an SSL certificate uh, to help your website be secure. That's something that I probably wouldn't purchase until you're ready to like pull the trigger on getting the website. But the most important thing for me is get your domain name when you're ready to make stuff happen and you know that you're going to put up a site, then get your hosting and your SSL and please keep your logins and your information for both of these things. I have run into a lot of companies, um, a lot of individuals who are kind of up a creek because they did this a little while ago and they can't remember any of the logins. They don't remember the information <laughs> for stuff and it just takes a lot of heavy lifting. So yeah, for me, store that. it somewhere, <laughs> keep it away, lock it in a box. I, I don't know, but just remember where it is. Mm-hmm. That's a good tip. Um... So when you're ready to build a site, uh, you guys have heard of like Squarespace and Wix and stuff yeah, like that, right? Yeah, we've actually used both of those platforms in the past. Oh, cool. Which one did you like better? Did you have a preference? Um, Squarespace I right. liked better. It was so user-friendly. I felt like I could get on and take care of anything I needed to, mm-hmm. where with um, right now we're on Shopify. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so... Like, it takes, when I want to get on and, like, at and make an update, I'm like, it is so not as user-friendly as Squarespace was. Like, it takes a lot to figure out how to, like, add to my page or whatever. But yeah. with Squarespace, it was like, you could change your font here. You could, it was so simple. But yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard a ton of people love Squarespace. Um, I really like their templates. I think they yeah, look they're beautiful. really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those sorts of platforms, Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, basically the drag and drop builders, those are website builders. And the thing that I like about them and really what they're designed to do is to make it very fast and easy to get a good looking, decent website up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, for me, is like a great starting point. I think it's it's better to get something up than wait until you have like a whole mansion built out uh, for your website, right? Or if you're waiting for the perfect website, I would say like, no, get yourself at least like a landing page, some sort of place on these website builders where you can give you know, a photo of yourself, some information about yourself, and a way for somebody to give you their contact information. Yeah. At, at the minimum. Um, 
The thing that I really also like about these is, uh, again, they're designed to make getting a website accessible to the average Joe, yeah. right? So a lot of them also probably offer hosting with uh, the package, the website package that you're going to buy. So you won't have to go to a separate company for that. You can just pay an extra fee and they'll take care of that for you. Um, very easy to edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some of them, I guess, depending on, <laughs> on your experience. And and um, the only thing that I will say is if your goal is to start ranking on Google, I would just be thoughtful about what a website builder is going to mean. Um, in my experience, businesses that have a Squarespace site, a Squarespace site um, some of these other platforms, they have a trickier time with SEO um, versus somebody who has built a website on WordPress. So WordPress is about 30 plus percent of the internet right now, as far as like websites go and, and wow. the platforms that yeah. people, yeah. And, and it's, it's more robust than a website builder. Um, I would probably recommend that if you're ready to like play at that level, um, I would hire a company that specializes in WordPress development so that you can get everything that you need. And um, the biggest thing for me that I've seen people do is they'll go to a developer and get a WordPress site, but that developer doesn't have any knowledge of SEO, so mm-hmm. search engine optimization and how to rank on Google. And Or they'll go to like a designer and a developer and they'll go very heavy on building like a website that has a ton of bells and whistles and it looks so cool and not realize how much that has hurt their ability to rank in Google. Mm-hmm. So um, one that I see a ton of in the beauty industry in particular is uh, we're visual creatures, right? Like, and especially in the beauty industry, I see a lot of business owners who have a, they have a wonderful eye for their brand and for how they want to portray it. So often they'll shoot these like gorgeous videos and they'll put it right in the header of their website and they won't realize that now their website is going to take 20 seconds to load. Yeah. And, or that like on mobile, it looks terrible Mm -hmm. and it pushes like everything else down. So I would really recommend that when you're ready to rank on Google, when you think, okay, my goal is how do I show up when somebody Googles salon near me or best spa in Utah or something like that, I want to show up. Um, I think at that point, you really got to consider investing with a company that's actually going to develop a website, understand your goals of ranking on Google, and also understand conversion rate optimization to some sense. So for you guys, in your experience, how do most people want to book an appointment? Most people want to book online. Yeah. Yeah. Is it through like a scheduler or just filling out a form? Oh, we have a, we have a scheduling app. Right. Super easy. Right. Exactly. So I've seen a lot of um, companies run into a problem where they don't know how to integrate the app into their website or they've integrated the app into their website, but it broke something else. So I think, um, you know, there are other folks who I've seen build their websites and you can't find a phone number anywhere. Right. Right. So I would say... When you're thinking about your website, think about how your customers and your clients want to book with you 
and make that a priority in the user experience for your website so that it feels seamless, it feels easy to them, they can get there quickly. Yeah, they don't have to like search for it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to hire a developer, there are some things I want to caution against or just make people aware of. Um, you need to ask these three questions up front. So the three questions that I really stress when you're hiring a web dev company or a marketing agency to make your website is one, first and foremost, super important, will I own the website? Um, I've seen a lot of people run into something where they signed a contract and what they didn't realize is that that contract actually stated that the company who's building the site retains the code, retains the domain name, if that person ever leaves. If somebody has your code and the domain name of your website, I mean, they basically, they have everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why companies do this sometimes is basically they don't want the website to be a one-time fee for them, right? They're, they're usually doing something where they're like, we're going to build you a website and then you have to pay X amount of dollars every month for maintenance, for edits, for updates. So anytime you see that, that for me is like a red flag where I would be like, hey, you know, it's really important to me that I own my website. Um, the second question actually comes to the biggest pain point that where I see uh, beauty folks waste a lot of business money. And that's that they end up paying somebody to make a whole bunch of edits on their website that should be easy for them to do themselves. So the second question I would ask a company is, how hard would it be for me to make small changes on my website? If I want to change out an image, if I want to change out the content, if I want to add a page, how difficult is it going to be for me to do this? Is this something that I can do on my own or am I always going to have to call you mm-hmm. and like basically get you to make that yeah, change? Exactly. Pay you to, to make those changes. And then the third one, which I know it's 2019, so it's like crazy to me that we still have to talk about this, but I just ran into a situation where a school had invested with a company to design and build a website for them. They decided to pull the plug because something didn't feel right, and they had invested a pretty heavily, like a good amount of money, thousands Mm -hmm. of dollars on this. They came to us, and what we realized is this website company never designed a mobile website friendly version of their website so we know today for most small businesses for most um schools which are you know a small business for some people uh like 80 to 90 percent of their traffic and especially yeah it's it's people coming via their phone um or a tablet and if your website is not mobile responsive you i mean I'm sure you guys know what happens when you click on your phone to a website and it looks terrible. You're you're out. Yeah, you're not spending time there. Yeah, if it takes too long to load, like if I know I've gotten really bad at this, if it's like longer than three seconds to load, I'm like back in the search results looking for somebody else who shows up faster. Yeah. Right? So I, I think really talk to the company about making sure – I know that we're going to do this project on desktop. You're probably going to show me all the desktop designs for this website, but I really need to know what the user experience is going to be like on mobile and how it's going to look Mm -hmm. on mobile. So those are the three questions that I would vet 
any developer or any marketing agency with if I was going to hire them to do a website. That's really good advice. Yeah. One of the mistakes that we made was hiring a a graphic designer to do our website. And it's beautiful. It's super cute. But um, she was also just doing it as like a side hustle. And now she's like ghosted us. Right. So we can't get any edits on it, which has been a big pain in our butt. And then, like you were saying with SEO, we don't show up at the top of Google. So we've also had to hire another company just to fix our SEO for us, mm-hmm. which... I mean, I wish in the beginning we would have, you know, gotten somebody right. that could have done both, but you, you live and you learn. But, um, so yeah. Totally. I've seen that happen so many times. One of the things that I joke about is, um, I can always tell when somebody has gone to somebody to build their website who is heavy into graphic design, because again, if we use the analogy of a website being like a house, their front door is like on the second floor with no stairs. And it's yeah. like, wait. It looks cool, and, like, outside the house looks awesome, but I don't know how to get in the front door. I don't understand why it's there. And, and you know, again, in the beauty industry, what I see is a heavy emphasis on I want my website to look really cool. I want it to really reflect my brand, which it should, but you've got to balance that with understanding what Google is looking for on a mm-hmm. website and the user experience and Google rates that heavily. If they see that somebody comes to your website and ends up bouncing because they can't, you know, quickly navigate or find the things that they want, they're going to start putting your competitors above you if they're providing that in a better way to users. Um, so I've seen people go heavy on the design. That's typically the most common thing I see because it's it's kind of the what you see is what you can judge. Yeah. And then people don't realize, like, the engine under the hood is terrible. And it's, like, it's going to be really hard for them to rank on Google. Mm-hmm. So how important is ranking on Google? Okay. So that's a question I get a lot, especially now, because... A lot of people are getting traffic via social media. Right. And they're building, like, entire businesses through Instagram. Here, Here's what I'll say. Um, we worked with a salon chain who they came to us and they're like, guys, we're doing killer. Our whole book of business is referrals and people have been with us for years. And we're very happy with the profit that mm-hmm. we're generating. And we said, that's awesome. Can we tell you that we think you could take your business to the next level. And he said, how? And we said, well, Google. Google is where people who don't have referrals go to, right? They're going to type in, if if somebody lives here and they don't have a sister or a friend here who goes, oh, go to this place. I love so-and-so. Um, they're going to turn to Google mm-hmm. and they're going to say, Google, who do you recommend for me? Yeah, that's so true. So I think there's a lot of business that's actually missed. And sometimes I see kind of this like snobby attitude towards some salons that don't look as beautiful or as polished. But I've had people literally go, I don't know how they're still in business. They don't look, they look kind of old school. They look out of date. But then I go to Google and I see that they have the best Google reviews. They're showing up number one in the maps pack. And I'm like, that's exactly how this company is staying in business and keeping the lights on. So I think there's still a lot of potential on Google that you can't write off. Now, if you're going to rank on Google, the, the other thing that you have to be aware of is it's not just about getting a website. You have to get Google My Business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, that's where, have you guys ever searched a company and you see like the knowledge card on the right hand side and it's got like what hours they're open, yeah, yeah. foot traffic. Google My Business is so awesome. It's going to give you so much information as a business owner. It's going to tell you when most people are visiting your business, like questions people are asking. Um, It's just really great. So in conjunction with your website, you're going to have to have some other tools like Google Analytics, um, Google Search Console. Mm -hmm. That's Google Search Console is awesome because if you want to know what people are searching to find you, that's where you find that that information and where they're coming from. It's your playbook to knowing exactly how your website is showing up on the internet and how people are finding it. Um, And then let's see. So I said Google Search Console, Google Analytics, and Google My Business. Those are other things that you'll have to have in conjunction with your website. And then, you know, you'll have to do things like put the Google Analytics code on your website. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, if you're playing at this level, I really think that you got to find yourself a good, trustworthy company that you can partner with, that you can outsource this yeah. stuff to. Obviously, I'm always going to put in a plug for Oozle, right? Yeah. We love working in the beauty industry and um, working with with beauty professionals and doing, we've done uh, tons of sites, ones that we know have converted really well for beauty schools, salons, spas. But for me, any digital marketing agency that understands WordPress, CRO, and SEO, as long as you can make sure that you own the website and that they're going to, you know, be good supporters and they're not also going to go out of business in like two months, I think you'll you'll have a good website partner then. Yeah. So Oozel is all over the country? Yeah. Like we, the- we work with... Um, salons spas schools all around the country okay now i will i will say this i'm I'm not afraid of the numbers uh what i tell a lot of small business owners i meet is first get your squarespace get your get something up mm-hmm. right when you start making money when you have figured out all the business logistics of what it's going to take to turn a profit one there are two things that i would recommend you reinvest in your business right off the bat And that is getting a good WordPress website to help you grow to the next level, start collecting all those names, stuff like that. The second one is a good CRM, a client relationship management software of some sort, because that is where I've seen businesses really start to play in a whole different realm, is when they they have a website that's big enough to power, you know, showing up on Google, collecting people's information, and then a CRM that really helps them understand their sales cycle, um, marketing, how people are finding them and how long it takes for somebody to actually meet them via social media or the internet and then hand them money. Yeah. So those are the two things that I always like to tell people, okay, when you're ready to do another round of investment in your company to help you grow, website and CRM. I think that's... That's where you got to go. So like what you said when you're like, when you're profiting, you should do that or yeah. like, how, like what, what size, like do you have a number yeah. to that? So I'm, I'm going to say that when you're at the level, so for Oozle, for example, uh-huh. our base package for a website starts at $5,000. Okay. 
Um, for a, you to build out the entire website. Mm-hmm. To, to build everything out, to get you set up with your Google Analytics, to do some basic SEO optimization, to give you a functioning site that you own and, and easy to edit. Um, $5,000, I know, is not a small investment, depending on what size of company you are. Right. That's all relative. Yeah, exactly. So you just have to think about when you're ready to, like I said, if, if you, you start realizing like, hey, um, I'm, I'm getting a lot of people coming via social media. I'm getting good word of mouth but I'm ready to start capturing all the people who are searching on Google who don't have a reference, that's when I I would say, ask yourself, is it time to invest in a new, more robust website? Because the other thing that you'll have to think about is, again, using the analogy of a house, your website can't be set and forget, right? If it looks abandoned, Google is going to be like, I don't know if I can trust this website. I don't know if I should send people there. Yeah. So you do need things like a blog where you are adding content and information, not only to help you rank for other keywords, but to show Google that you're like still actively investing in the website. Yeah. That's a really good tip. I really like that. What else besides a blog could you do to be there showing up? Um, Okay. So the other one that I like, and I still think you should put the videos on your website, but it's also become clear that Google is starting to provide uh, videos from YouTube as potential answers to search queries. Right. Mm. Right. So when you type in something, you'll see like at the top, the carousel that has all the videos and then you see websites listed below. Yeah. So if you uh, have a YouTube channel, um, YouTube and Google play very nicely together for obvious reasons. And uh, you can basically SEO optimize your YouTube uh, video descriptions, your thumbnails, to give you a better chance of Google also pulling that in. And then and then obviously, like, on your YouTube channel, you should always give a shout out and have information where people can quickly find your website mm-hmm. or your other social media channels that they can, can connect with you on. Cool. So just something where you're putting content out there like weekly or bi-weekly. Right. I, I think, um, so a lot of folks know the term keyword research, but I don't think they always understand uh, what it means. But basically, let's say that in our area, every month, 300 people were typing in, where can I get my lashes done? Yeah. What would it mean to your business if you were the person showing up for that search, like what would that mean to your bottom line? And we have some general research, not specifically industry specific, but it, it holds true across the board usually that the people who are ranking number one uh, get like 50% plus of the clicks from that search query. So if you understand, okay, I want to rank for you know, people searching, where can I get my lashes done? But I also want to rank for people in my area who are searching, how do I take care of my lashes? I want to be the one providing that helpful information. Right. Because again, they're, they're getting to know you, they're getting exposure to your brand and you're providing value to them. At some point, it's likely that they're going to say like, well, I mean, these guys are the ones who are helping me out all the time anyway. I should probably just go to them. Mm -hmm. They'll trust you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we have a blog. Um, we have not been super active on it lately because we've been focusing on so many other things. But um, 
when we were starting it and we would do like 10 things you didn't know about lash lifts or 10 things you didn't know about microblading or 10 ways to take care of your microblading. Or we just would do all these educational things. And we got a lot of clients from there who were like, yeah, I was like so curious about lash lifts. And then your blog posts pop up and, oh, you're in my area. And it's so it's like the thing that sends them over the edge if they've been on the fence. Yeah. That's yeah. what we see happens with content is like, again, I see tons of beauty professionals leveraging Instagram so well. Right. And I love it. And I think it's awesome. Um, but I also think there's power in being able to drive someone to your website and your blog to say, go get more in-depth information, more than I can give you in a 15-second story. Mm-hmm. And and then they feel empowered and they feel educated and they go, okay, now I'm ready to yeah. take the, the jump and give you my money. Yeah. yeah, and it's, like, different than seeing someone's work and, like, seeing their face but, like, seeing, okay, well, like, they know this, this, and this. Like, they're really educated mm-hmm. and they're helping me out. Like, I feel like it forms a very fast loyalty. Oh, yeah. People in the digital marketing realm um, who are advocates for, like, strong content strategies, which is pretty much everyone, will make arguments or they'll throw facts out there that are, like, people will read five to seven of your blog posts before they ever fill out a form on your website. Mm. Um, and there are companies who have that down to a science where they know that if they can drive people to this specific piece of content, they feed them up the next one and they can already predict that like 30% of those people are going to end up converting and giving them money in some way. Crazy. Yeah. It's (laughs) crazy. And this is how you get to become a multi-million dollar beauty company is when you start understanding the interest, the intricacies of somebody finding your brand, interacting with you on social media, interacting with your website and what it is that makes them pull the trigger. Um, So like I said, for, I I just work with so many students who I know have these aspirations, um, you know, of not always becoming multi-million dollar beauty Um, mavens and gurus but they want to make enough money to support their families and to give them the life that they want Mm -hmm. and I always love when it's really become apparent that somebody has connected the dots between social media google a website and then they're starting to realize like ah now I know how somebody is making hundreds of thousands of dollars like they've really nailed down a sales funnel and yeah. a marketing funnel that is just on point. Mm-hmm. So have the tools to support you doing that. <laughs> you know, do, get some good social media, some good branding. Have a website that will support you um, on Google. And find yourself some good partners. Like I said, I, I think sometimes the digital marketing agency gets a little bit of a bad reputation because there are so many people who claim that they are digital marketers in right. some form. Um, but the agencies who have been around a while, the agencies who have a good solid client list, like you can ask them, how long do you usually retain your clients on average? If they're retaining their clients for, you know, year over year over year, that's an agency that you could trust and you could partner with to help grow your business. Yeah. Those are all such great tips. And so, like you said, work on your Instagram, work on your branding, your marketing, get like a website and then when you're ready to go to that next level then start reaching out to these companies and make the investment yes yeah i mean it's it's the question of what your end goals are right Mm -hmm. if you wanted to make a profit of five grand a month so that you could support the car payment on a land rover 
good for you. Like, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. That's totally cool. That's your goal. That's the what you've met, your objective. Um, there are other folks, though, who I know are actively choosing to take that money, reinvest it into social ads, Google ads, their website, so that they can make even more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. I want the multi-millions. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think you you guys are doing such an awesome job. Uh, your brand is great. Your social media presence is great. I mean, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I haven't been on your website a ton, but I know that you guys are sending some really good trust signals out to the world. So well, thank you. wouldn't surprise me if you get there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, one day. <laughs> okay. Before we wrap up, will you just give us... Like your top three social media tips, because I know you're teaching those to schools Mm. around the country. Right. Okay. So my top three social media tips. One, show up to play. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of pressure right now because everybody is on social media and it can feel very loud. And I actually hear a lot of the students that I work with say, you know what, the truth is the reason why I haven't invested in my Instagram is that I don't look as good as this blogger that I follow. And it, it's just that time old adage that you just have to start. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. be there, be present. Um, and I think it will, doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, the second one is genuinely be there to add value. Just talk about the things that you're passionate about and how it helps make somebody else better or makes their life better. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I totally, totally, totally agree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean, we all just want to, for all all the people on social media who are passively consuming it, which means they pull out their phone when they're bored, mm-hmm. they need something that kind of gives them that little endorphin kick of like, wow, I just learned something cool. Or wow, that's a tip that's going to make me be more of something. And a lot of us want to be more of something. We want to be more wealthy. We want to be more beautiful. We want to be more fit. Those are all things that, like, if you're providing that on social media and just genuinely trying to help people, they'll come to you. They'll engage with you. Um, And then my third tip that I really want everyone to be aware of is a good social media strategy is talking about yourself. The best social media strategy is when other people talk about you. Mm -hmm. So be very proactive about getting your clients to tag you shout you out i mean basically that is the equivalent of a google review on social media um i have loved seeing how some of these stylists are putting on their highlights um client selfies yeah where they collect you know all the pictures that clients have taken after they've had a service from them and just talking about how happy they are and how much they love it so good social media strategy is that you're being active an even better one is when other people are talking about you so cultivate that see how you can do that through collaborations you know Mm -hmm. a lot of like what we're doing right now find other people in the industry who you can partner with um so that you can get introduced to their audience and vice versa and then of course the friends and family of the people who are already giving you money are the people who are probably most likely to continue to to give you money Right, and grow your business. So yeah. reach them through uh, those folks. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing more powerful than like a referral or like one of your friends talking about a business and you're like, oh, I need to go to that business. Yeah. Like, or I need to buy that shirt. Like, she has that shirt. 
But when I see it online, I'm like, oh, it's cute. I can probably pass. But then when my friend's like, okay, I got this. It's so perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, yeah, I need it. Yes. (laughs) And I'm going to get it today. And you already know where to get it. Like, you don't have to figure out how to get it, what to do. You can just go get that thing. So Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I'm curious about from you guys, and maybe you know, I've kind of been surprised as a digital marketer at how little I've seen people running Instagram ads or story ads or Facebook ads. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like the same, and I really love Gary Vee. I listen mm-hmm. to him a lot, and he is always saying, like, it is the most important thing you can do for your business, especially right now, because it's so cheap. And right. he's like, in a couple of years, like, you're going to have to be paying hundreds, thousands for those ads, and, like, you're going to, like, you would have missed the boat when right now you can pay $1 or $7. Like, it's so underutilized, and so he talks about that all the time. Um, I feel like people just don't know what to promote. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to put up as an ad. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like sometimes you feel like you need a product, but you can go as, cause you can choose your audience and you can go to your local area and you can talk about a service and you can promote that service and get clients that way. So it doesn't have to be like a tangible product. And I th- I'm thinking that maybe that's where people get hung up mm-hmm. is they think they have to have, cause when I'm looking at ads, like for the most part, it is Products, products and products and products. Yeah. So that is just my thoughts on it is that people are not under like not seeing that yeah. they can also use it for services. Yeah, that's that's like my kind of next as like a digital marketer looking at the beauty industry. That's something that I know our team is talking about a lot is we're like, okay, the next wave has gotta be people running individual ads more heavily and like as an individual stylist, even if you work at a salon, investing that money to grow your book for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Rather than just, like, relying on the salon to run ads for the salon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. <laughs> and who knows what, like, the next big feature of Instagram I is going to be. Or it changes so fast. Everybody's talking about TikTok now. Have you guys... Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I see the ads all over the place, right. but... I haven't looked into it. Oh, yeah. I, I think all of us as digital marketers kind of have this hesitation of, like, you don't want to jump too soon into the next platform, but you've also seen the benefits of, like, people who were first Being movers. Yeah. Yeah. So those are things I'm keeping my eye on right now is, like, especially because I feel I feel old, but, I mean, I'm <laughs> going to be 32 this year, and I'm realizing when I go teach these beauty students that they really truly have had social media their entire life. Oh, yeah. yeah. They know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, it's so native to them and uh-huh. they live and breathe it in a way that I'm like, wow, it, it, it just, it's so obvious to them that, uh, I was joking with school owners the other day, they have been documenting what they eat, what they do, where they're at their mm-hmm. entire lives. And watching what other people are eating and yeah. doing and where they're shopping <laughs> exactly. all day, every day. And now we're graduating out all of these students into the beauty industry and they're excited and they're they're given some real talk and some real documentation into what it's like to be a stylist today. And it's just so interesting to see how people are utilizing it to grow their business. Yeah. Really cool. Amazing tool. Yes. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming today. It was so fun chatting, and I think this episode is going to be very valuable for so many people. Um, So where can everyone find you? Okay, so um, specifically uh, on Instagram right now, 
at beauty as a biz. So beauty as a biz and biz is B-I-Z. Cute. Uh, and follow us. We'll have tips. We'll be talking more about all sorts of things. Google reviews, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, really anything on a digital platform. We'll be giving tips for stylists about how to use it for marketing. Yeah, you guys have great tips there. And what's your website? Okay, our website is beautyasabusiness.com. Uh, if you go there, it'll look like it's for school owners right now because we're selling our social media curriculum to schools. But stay tuned and we'll announce on our Instagram when we have our stylist specific website too. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. And make sure you check her out on Instagram and her website and then come over and check us out at Beauty Mavens Collective. And we'll see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. Beauty Mavens.